wonderful host, Kristen Hewitt. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hello, hello. How are you? It feels so good to be back from vacation, all refreshed. <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. I, I need to understand this. It's good to be back from vacation? I don't I don't get that. Well, it's good to be talking. It's good to be talking to you. No, it is not good to be back from vacation. In <laughs> fact, when we were leaving the ship, we were just on a 7-day cruise when we were leaving the ship, I was like feeling teary-eyed <laughs> as we were departing because I for seven days, I did not do laundry. And for seven <laughs> days, I did not cook a meal. And for seven days, I sat in a dining room and I was served Amazing. <laughs> every meal. And I really, I, oh. I kind of feel like it doesn't even matter where you are. As long as you're not doing laundry or cooking any meals and somebody's serving you, you could like literally be anywhere and it would be a vacation, right? Yeah, that's how I feel about vacation. Before having children, I didn't love going on cruises. We live in South Florida, the port for the cruise ship is like five minutes from our house. It's so easy for us to go on a cruise. And um, my in-laws are huge cruisers. So they would buy us cruises and I would go and get seasick. And you know, I was bored and I was like, oh, I don't like doing these excursions. But now that I have kids, I'm like, yes, they can go to kids club. There's free babysitting. <laughs> they serve me meals. They know my name by the end of the ship. I mean, it's it was just absolutely... Um, it was a wonderful experience. And I have to tell you, my favorite part of the trip was turning my phone off. Yeah. Um, yeah. We purposely didn't buy Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi on the ship is like, I don't know, 10 or $12 a day per device. Oh my and God. And so we were like, no, we're not going to buy Wi-Fi. And my mother-in-law is like top tier cruiser. She's like the Mac daddy. She gets the free <laughs> wine and she, everyone knows her. She's got 150 cruises. And so she got free Wi-Fi. So I would just like bootleg, like every day we set a time where I could like, lo- you know, log on to her Wi-Fi. But then um, by the end of the trip, I said, screw it. I'm not turning on my phone. And it was the best three days of my life, Aww. not having my phone with me. That sounds so amazing. So it really was wonderful. Sounds really amazing. What about and I have you? To say, How have you been doing? First of all, I have to say you bought me when you said kids club. Like as soon as you said kids club, I was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was totally there. I was, I'm good. I'm really good. First of all, I want to say hi to everybody. Cause we kind of like just started talking, didn't we? Um, yes, I'm, <laughs> I that's <know>. true. <laughs> we just do that. Cause we haven't actually spoken a whole week, which was very, very strange. And I missed you. I and know. I'm, I know. And I'm really, really <laughs> glad you're back. And I know you had a great holiday and I still need to see pictures. Uh, so I'm waiting for those. Uh, we are doing a show today actually about mom guilt, right? Um, which is something that I really wanted to talk to, uh, about. But before we start kind of like uh, getting into that, I just want to remind people to please subscribe to our podcast. We love doing this. We're getting amazing messages, by the way, on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee, uh, of people who are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Please subscribe and leave us a review if you like. Um, and let us know what you want us to talk about also, right, Kristen? Yeah. And you can leave reviews. If you have an Apple iPhone, a couple, I wanted to point out a couple of things. Um, if you have an Apple iPhone, you can leave a review on iTunes and that is a huge thing for us. If you could leave a review on iTunes, but you can also leave a review on our Libsyn website, which some people have been doing. So if you have an Android and you don't have an iPhone, we'll, uh, we'll leave our Libsyn um, website on the cold coffee show Facebook page again today, but you can leave a review there too. But reviews basically Tova, I guess, help people find our show. 
So that's why we're really asking you guys. And for those of you who have left a review, uh, we love you. Thank you so much. And we really are receiving lots of messages and even private messages on Facebook. So we love the conversation. Yeah. Keep it going. Um, are yeah. you feeling okay, by the way? I'm good. I, I'm just choking. But <laughs> other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know. I had a bit of an uh, itchy throat. So yeah, I just wanted to tell you before we get into mom guilt, right? And I, I feel like we have a lot to right. say on that. Um, my week has been really interesting. Um, we uh, The big highlight of the week was that my eldest has lost another tooth. Uh, <laughs> so Ooh, we, now yeah. she's already lost one. Yeah. She's lost two, the two bottom ones, and she now lost the um, the top one. But this was a dramatic one. So the first two came out really easy, and there was no there was no drama. But this one was wobbly for a while, and then one of the twins basically kicked her, <laughs> as they do. I mean, they were playing. It wasn't like a horrible kick. They were playing and tumbling, and basically she accidentally kicked her. The next thing I know. I'm working in the office and I hear screaming. And you know how you always tell your kids, do not call me unless there's blood. (laughs) So there's me going, do not call me unless there's blood. And I come out and there's blood everywhere. Okay. And Mike's standing there screaming, Tova, Tova, blood, blood. He was like, he was basically falling apart. (laughs) What are you supposed to do? Put on your nurse cap? Yeah. What would you have? what would you have done if I wasn't here? You know, was like, he was like, I would have gone to hospital, but she was fine. You know, it was just a lot of blood, but absolutely fine. And then of course we had the whole two fairy, you know, do you, do you guys do two fairy? Do you, did you do two fairy with your Yes, kids? we do. In the very first time we lost a tooth, I actually pulled it and she was fine oh, with no. it because it was like dangling. It was dangling by like a thread and I tricked her and it was really easy and I videoed it and she was like, oh, that was easy. Thanks, mom. It didn't hurt at all. But um, we did the tooth fairy and my husband was out of town the first time. He travels a ton and um, I had no cash on me. So I had to put a $10 bill under her pillow. So we told her, oh, for the first tooth, you get a lot. And then after that, we only give her like a dollar too. That's good thinking. But... Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Do you put quarters? So how much do you leave? Yeah, so kind of similar. When the first tooth came out, I gave her a fiver, like five pounds. And then again, said exactly <laughs> the same. You know, the tooth fairy's not going to give you money every time. You know, it's not going to, it's not going <laughs> to, whatever. I love it how they just accept, they they accept anything. Do you know what I mean? Any kind of explanation is right. acceptable. And then I obviously totally forgot, nearly, nearly completely forgot with this one to do anything. And then, thank God, found like a nice kind of sticker book that she was not aware of. Of like a new one and I put that in there and two pounds and I'm thinking to myself I wonder how big she thinks this fairy is like you know to carry <laughs> do you know what I mean to carry like this this kind of like sticker book around no idea how this makes sense I know you know what's interesting is I know some of my friends do presents and I don't do presents I just do money but what's funny is we'll have to do a show on this on Santa and the Easter Bunny because um, on the first day of first grade like two years ago, my daughter came home at seven, six years old and said, Mom, Angelique said there's no such thing as the tooth fairy. The parents oh. do it. Is that true? And I always answer, when I don't want to um, answer a question, I always answer with a question. So I was like, why would I want your stinky old teeth? Oh, did you brush your teeth? And, just, and I changed the <laughs> subject. So I never really answered her. But now my five-year-old is asking, 
um, the other night, mom, is the tooth fairy a boy or a girl? Cause she hasn't lost any teeth. And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, you know, she started really asking questions. Are there other fairies? Like is, if there's tooth fairies, is Tinkerbell real? Cause Mickey's not real. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm not ready for this to end. <laughs> you know, I'm not ready yeah, for it to end. I want to keep the magic alive, but we have an eight year old almost going to be nine this year. Oh my gosh. Where did nine years go? I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what to do, but it's interesting. We're talking about, um, mom guilt right today yeah. and it's kind of funny that this is our topic because you mentioned kids club yes so on the ship on our vacation they have amazing we went on the allure of the seas and they have an amazing kids club and last year we went to alaska with our in-laws and our kids hated kids club oh no and he felt so <laughs> guilty my little one was only four and she would sob and cry and the girls are three years apart almost so they couldn't go in the same room oh, yeah. together otherwise they would have been fine so finally like by the second day they were like they can be together because they didn't want to deal with her crying but last year i felt so guilty but let me tell you this year i didn't feel any guilt i was like <laughs> girls this on sea days because there were three sea days i was like you have to go to kids club it is a rule you're going the kids do this on sea days because the parents have other stuff to do. And we found the solarium, which is like this beautiful wooden deck that no kids were allowed in. <laughs> of course, on our sea days, when the kids were in kids club, we went to the one place on the ship where kids weren't allowed. And we read books and wow. we had mimosas and it was lovely. And I didn't feel an ounce not a teeny tiny sliver of mom guilt. But you deserve the, it. You deserve it. That's the thing. You deserve it. Hell yeah, we deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We, we're also going on holiday um, end of August and there's a kids club as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. But you're right. You're right. There was a time where I would feel guilty. You know, if we went on holiday and, you know, we put the kids maybe in a kids club, like even for just a few hours, you feel like you feel like you're cheating them or something. And they have a blast in there. Like it's not even like you're sending them, you know, <laughs> somewhere horrible. Like those kids clubs are actually really cool and they do lots of stuff and actually they really have fun, but I don't know. It's something. So mom guilt, right? Like it's something. Yeah. So this, that this was your topic today. You really right. wanted to talk about this. So tell me what happened and why you wanted to do this show. I mean, to be honest, it's not even one thing that happened. Mom guilt, I feel, is something that nearly every mom I've ever spoken to or has ever, uh, you know, ever wrote to me or anything on my blog has always, it's always coming up. Like it's always, always coming up. And I always feel like it's this big, dark thing, you know, that many moms, if not most moms, kind of like carry with them. And it can be about anything. I get messages from moms who feel guilty for going back to work, um, you know, and, and, and babies going to nursery or, or, or daycare and, and, and whatnot. I, I, I get messages from moms feeling guilty for not breastfeeding, for co-sleeping, for not co-sleeping, for, you know, I've even had messages from women who feel guilty because they had cesareans, you know, had to have cesareans. I mean, the extent of mom guilt is just, it, it, I don't know. Um, and I just, that topic is like very close to my heart, A, because I can totally relate and I know where they're coming from because I feel like uh, the first few years of, you know, of my experience as a mom, I experienced a lot of mom guilt. And I think it, it came from a place that I just, I just really didn't know if I was good enough and if I was doing good enough. And, and, and that's kind of where it came from. You were, 
Can you relate? So were you always, so you just said that you feel, you felt mom guilt in the beginning. Did you ever, I know you worked prior to having kids. So once you had your first baby, did you stop working altogether? Yeah. I mean, with the, with my first, I, I stayed at home for quite a while, but that's not even it. Like for me, the going back to work. So what were, so let's talk about this. Like I know you've received lots of messages. So let's talk about, before we get into this, let's talk about the things that we feel guilty about. Like you said, the first few years you felt a lot of guilt. So what were you feeling? feeling guilty about? What are some of the things you felt guilty about personally? Like if I, I don't know, wasn't, I felt like I wasn't, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't good enough to be honest. And that made me feel guilty, which is really, but what weren't you good at? I don't, I'm not trying to cycle. I don't know. Like you, looking at, at for example, like breastfeeding, for example, breastfeeding when my first didn't come very easy to me. Like I, I did it for seven months, but I, it just wasn't very easy for me. And I, couldn't bring myself to the point where I went, you know what, this isn't working out for whatever reason, because I felt guilty, right? Not to give my child breast milk, right? So I kind of went against what, what felt good to me and I carried on. And by the way, this is not about breastfeeding, right? This is just about the guilt, right? This is, it's just an example. Um, and I, cause I couldn't bring, cause I just felt like this is a standard. If I'm not, if I'm not doing it to that extent that I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a good enough mom. I can't even explain it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, I can't. I do. And you know, what's funny. I want to actually, I want to tell you some stories about my newborns, but I've had an epiphany um, recently that goes along with this. And it's so interesting. You just made me think of it when you said that, um, So our girls were IVF, okay? Mm -hmm. And it took us almost a decade to get pregnant. So once we had the baby, um, I had to go back to work when she was six weeks old because I was a television producer for the Marlins. And if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. So I had to go back to work. But um, so I've always, you know, partly worked, worked part-time, but I always thought in my head, and this was guilt I was putting on myself, it took you so long to have your babies. You need to stay home as much as possible and savor the time because this is a blessing. This is a gift. You worked so hard. I mean, Tova, I can't tell you how many surgeries I had and procedures and um, our pregnancies were so high risk. I had to actually inject myself the entire pregnancy to wow. keep the baby alive. Um, so we worked so hard to have these babies that I was putting the pressure and the guilt on myself to stay home with them and to savor every moment and to be present with them. And every time I was doing something away from them, I was feeling guilty. And this summer, my summer of literally nothing, right. That went viral and everybody was applauding me for doing nothing with my kids. I had this epiphany this summer that I don't want to be a stay at home mom Mm -hmm. after eight years. It took me to realize that I don't really want to do this. I love working. The creative challenge makes me happy and energized and it makes me a better mom when I'm doing something I love. Mm -hmm. So I've been feeling guilty for eight long years about being with my kids because I felt like I had to do it. And for the first time ever, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I don't have to. I'm going to go back to work when they go to school and that's okay. So if you're talking about guilt, that's eight years of guilt that I put on myself. And it's so interesting. I think we all have mom guilt from, you know, just from everywhere. And and you're right. It's breast first. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. 
I mean, I, I can totally relate to that. And just to add to that, I do hear from a lot of women, a lot of moms who say very similar to what you said, that every time they're away from the kids, if they are doing something for themselves, for example, so let's say you get an afternoon off or something, I don't know, you've got some spare time and you're investing in yourself, whether that's catching up with a friend or just getting your nails done or doing whatever it is, or just doing nothing, just reading a book in bed, right? The feeling is like, no, I should be doing something, you know, for my kids or for the family or forever. And if I don't do that, I'm a bit selfish, you know, and this kind of like this, you know, just this, I don't know what it is. Um, and where does it come from? Do you feel like does society put pressure on us or are we doing it to ourselves? I mean, I think it's probably a bit of both, right? Like it's coming from, I mean, it's coming from us, but it's also maybe coming from outside. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm actually really interested. It's, it's a very, very weird one. I know probably two women in my life who don't have mom guilt, who have never had mom guilt. Yeah. Like ever. Really? Yes. Yes. They're unicorns. Yeah, exactly. Unicorns. I know. Um, and the thing is like, uh, (laughs) I've spoken to them about it and I've sort of said like, talk me through it. I really, I'm interested to, to understand like, cause I, a bit like you have had epiphanies and I've had kind of realizations that actually I don't need to feel guilty. Actually I'm a good mom, uh, you know, and good moms, you know, sometimes are not with their kids all the time. I'm actually, yeah, good moms are not with their kids the whole time. Let's just say that, right? Out exactly. Loud. And don't always want to be with their kids and don't always do the right thing by their kids and don't always, are not always perfect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, this was something that I have learned over time. These women that I'm talking about just have never had uh, mom guilt. So I wanted to know how that happened. And, you know, they, I mean, I said to them, what, so you never make mistakes? And they were like, no, that's, utterly not it. Like I make a lot of mistakes and I'm very aware of them, but I just go, right. So that's happened. I didn't like that. I don't think I want to do that again. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna learn from it and move on. Like there's no, and, and somebody actually said to me something interesting. She said, I've heard a lot of women say, Oh, uh, if you feel guilty, that must mean you're a good mom. And she said, I don't like that saying because it almost like takes you off the hook. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I've, I'm feeling guilty, so that means I'm a good mom. But I, I don't agree with that. I think like if you if you do feel mom guilt, obviously means you care a lot. But on the other hand, moms who don't feel mom guilt does not that does not mean they're not good moms. You know, it just means that maybe they process things a bit differently. You know, do you know what I mean? Am I like making yeah, any sense? I do, and and it's it's interesting. And I, well, a little bit later in the show, I want to talk to you about uh, my epiphany and what my turning point was. But I actually, when you told me we were doing this show, it really mm-hmm. got me thinking um, about things that I felt guilty about yeah. over the years. So I thought maybe you and I could go through and make like talk about the things we felt guilty about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can go back and forth. But the first thing that I um, felt guilty about is obviously going back to work and doing it quite early because our girls were six weeks and three weeks respectively when I had to go back to work because in my industry, you don't work if you don't get paid. So my number one thing I've felt guilty about is going back to work after having a baby. What was your first thing you felt guilty about? But are we are we going to say like what people have said to us? Because you feel like people sometimes no, say- No, let's do that later. Okay. <laughs> let's do that later. Uh, so let's just talk about the things that we've... I want to list out all the crazy so for things me, we like the, Okay, the crazy things. Okay, for me... The number one thing was that I didn't feel like I was a natural mom. You know what I mean? First, when I Mm -hmm. had a baby, it did not come naturally to me. Motherhood did not come naturally to me. And I felt really guilty about that. 
Like something was wrong with me. But and you, I felt yeah, really guilty. but you were a career girl at first, and you were an actress. So of course, it doesn't come naturally. You know what's interesting? When you just said that, I just thought of a new one. When yeah. I first had my first baby, <laughs> I saw her, and I instantly fell in love. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm going to admit this, and I might cry. When my second baby came, I felt nothing yeah. for her when I saw her. Like it was an emergency, like birth, my yeah. water broke early and I was like in the hospital and it had happened five weeks, four weeks early and I didn't feel anything for her. Like, you know, that epiphany yeah. moment you had with your babies. And then with the first one, I felt it with the second one, I felt nothing. And then I felt guilty because I was like, is there something wrong with me? Am I having postpartum psychosis? Like I don't <laughs> feel anything for my baby. And it took me yeah. like two days before I had that fall in love feeling. Yeah. And I felt guilty about that. Okay. You go. I want to say something <laughs> to you. I love you. Okay. I just, go. I want to say, I want to tell you that I love you. Really. I love you because, Why? because so many moms have that exact experience and so little moms, little number of moms admit it because it's one of those things that that women are scared to admit and you're just really brave to admit it and I just love you thank you so much really oh well thank you for saying that I actually feel like I'm gonna cry because I've never admitted it even to my husband yeah um, and maybe that's just a testament to our friendship and I'm telling you, know, you you're so not alone. I'm actually crying now I'm telling you you're not I, alone I, <laughs> I'm telling you there's so many yeah, women out it there it's really it's really, it was a really hard moment like to see your baby. Actually, I did tell my mom, my mom was there for the birth and she was, I told her, I just don't feel anything. And I don't know if it's because she didn't look like me. Like she was like my husband's twin. I felt like I was holding <laughs> a miniature version of my husband in my arms. I don't know. But thank you for saying that. It's okay. Um, another thing I feel guilty about is working when they're sick. I actually wrote a piece mm. once that Scary Mommy um, picked up called The Single Worst Thing About Being a Working Mom. And for me, it's working when they're sick. Like I work at nights when there's heat games, buy me heat games, which is basketball for those uh, overseas that don't follow the NBA. And um, I work at night. And when the kids are sick at night, I feel so guilty when I go to work and I can't be there to put them to bed. Yeah, I I, I get that completely. Um, my One of my daughters was ill when I was away and it was horrendous. Yeah, I mean, I was worried, but I was also feeling really bad that I was away and I wasn't there. Um, I, had a, I had another one, which again, looking back is so absurd. Okay, so we're doing absurd, kind of like over the top, right? Yeah, but no judgment. Um, no, no, no judgment. judgment. For me, it was absurd, looking back for me. Um, when I was pregnant, with the twins, I had preeclampsia. I had to be in hospital for two months and I was then away from my daughter. Um, and I mean, obviously I was doing what I had to do. It wasn't like I chose to be away from her. You know, I had to, I had to be in hospital because it was a matter of life and death, but I felt guilty. I sat there in hospital every single day. Yes. Feeling really guilty that I was away from my daughter and she had just turned two. She had a birthday in the nursery and they sent me pictures while the birthday was taking place. And my husband was there. She was not alone. And I will never forget sitting in bed, crying my eyes out that I couldn't be there in the birthday party because I was in Aww. hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. And I've read your birth story. And the I mean, you almost died. Yeah. I mean, you had a very severe traumatic i'm sure it's not experience. logic right that's the point it's not even that's the point it's not logic do you want to know one of my things i felt guilty about Tell my me. pets the pets <laughs> i didn't give my pets any attention um i had a dog and a i had a dog and a cat oh, I love and that. you know you usually like 
get up, you, you know, before you have kids, your pets are your kids. And yeah. I would forget to feed them. I would forget. And I even wrote a post. I mean, I didn't mean <laughs> to talk about this post, but I even wrote a post about it because, um, called the Prozac cat, because I ended up having to put my cat on Prozac and I didn't realize no. my cat had cancer. I didn't realize my cat had cancer because I was so busy with the kids and I felt so insanely guilty that I didn't realize he wasn't eating, <laughs> but I was so busy with two babies that you, you forget about your pets sometimes. Oh. So I felt guilty that I wasn't giving my pets enough attention. I'm really sorry that I'm laughing, but it is quite funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you're laughing, well, right? The, you're it was funny that, that now, my right? cat was on Prozac. <laughs> yes. That's a whole other show. I forgot my dog uh, today, I mean, by the way. I just, that's just a random story. I forgot him in the park today. I just forgot that I took him with me. And then I thought to myself, I didn't actually feel guilty because I thought to myself, well, at least it's not one of the children, you know? <laughs> so I forgot but it wasn't hot out, was it? What? It's not hot out? It's not no, hot it's out. No, it's not hot out. I, like I forgot. He was just tied like a few meters from me, but I went and sat down somewhere and started a whole conversation. And then somebody said, oh, your dog is so cute. And I just went, huh? Oh, yes, my dog, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Florida, it's actually illegal to leave your dog in a car. Because oh, he wasn't so in the car. He wasn't I, in the car. Oh, yeah, oh. He wasn't no, no, no. I, I, I got that when you said he was tied. But what's really interesting, I actually had a friend whose dog, um, this is totally off topic. She left him in the car in the garage in Texas in the middle of the summer and she found out oh, no. he was gone oh, when she got back. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Talk about that guilt. That oh, my is gosh. Awful. Yeah. But she has three kids, and she was unloading the groceries, and she forgot oh, the dog. No, I mean, listen, stuff that happens. Awful. It's awful. Oh, that's so um, okay, I have also guilt about uh, always being on my phone. We've talked about this yes, in another show. the phone. Especially when my daughter says, do you love your computer and phone more than me? <laughs> of course. I Like, that one I can't get rid of. Yeah, because when we went on the trip, actually, Tova, when we were packing, my daughter said to me, the five-year-old said to me, Mommy, can you not take your phone on the trip? Oh. <laughs> and you just so went, no, the I first can't. Few days, <laughs> well, the first few days, we didn't bring our big camera, so we just used our phones yeah. on the trip. But... um I, uh, the last three days I didn't take any pictures. My husband took pictures cause I didn't want to have my phone with me. Yeah. So yeah. Do I, you and think, I know you feel the phone guilt too. Don't you think it's interesting though how, um, I don't know. Uh, you, I know you've got something, you, you found something about this as well that you want to read up, but don't you find it interesting that dads don't feel that same kind of amount of guilt that mums do. I mean, again, I don't want to, you know, talk on behalf of all dads in the world, but at least in my, in our scenario. So I'll give you another example. When the twins were born, I decided not to breastfeed because I just didn't think I could cope with two babies. And my eldest was just two. And there was a lot of reasons for that. Um, and I, again, experienced immense amount of guilt over that decision because I thought, oh, well, I breastfed my first and she got breast milk and they're not getting breast milk that's not now fair. your first is going to be brilliant tova <laughs> yeah and, and it's like yeah every time the they go every winter they get a cold <laughs> i'm like it's because i didn't breastfeed you know all that kind of thing and um and i remember kind of like you know coming up to my husband going listen i've decided i'm not gonna breastfeed and he just looked at me and he went thank god <laughs> and the reason he said it was because with my eldest um, he probably has these nightmare visions of me walking around the house with the t-shirt and the two kind of like nipples cut out and the kind of double tuple pump just <laughs> doot, 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 the whole day. I mean, that's what I did for seven months. Our fridge, our freezer was like packed with milk bottles. You know, it was like, it was like a dairy farm. So really he was just really relieved. And I remember looking at him and saying, wow, 
there's like nothing there. Like there's no even ounce of sort of like, yeah, no, whatever. And he was like, no, you know, great. You know, that's your decision. When you brought up, when you brought up the dads and yeah, I'll pull up the article I wanted to read in a minute. Um, I started thinking about my husband and if he felt guilt and he's very like, my husband is very Zen. Like he is the most laid back person on the planet, which is perfect because I'm the most type A, like, <laughs> you know, anxious person on the planet. So we're a perfect match. But he is always like, whenever I tell him I feel guilty, he'll combat it. Why? Why? Don't worry about it. Like he really, I thought he didn't feel any guilt, but he travels a ton. And when he misses things, like at the preschool, they'll have donuts with dad and he missed it two years in a row. And he felt really guilty. Like I could tell it really bothered him that he missed that. And he would call like my dad to come down or someone to fill in, but they couldn't. So we just didn't send her to school those days. And when he would come back from the road trip, he would take her out for a special donut morning or something. So I think I think he does feel guilt in the way that he travels and he can't be there for them. Um, I know he misses that, but I did... Tova, when you asked me about do dads feel um, guilt, I you know I, I researched it, meaning I googled it. <laughs> Good old Google. <laughs> and um, quite a few articles came up. This must have been a hot topic back in 2013. But according to a study done by Fatherly.com, which I'm not familiar with that website, and Today.com, they surveyed 2,200 dads. One in four dads reported feeling dad guilt because they wow. did not provide enough money to take wow. care of their families in the way they would like to. Wow. So you, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That they, yeah. So maybe the dad guilt, there's dad guilt, but it's like for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's just stuff yeah. that we, I mean, because we experience uh, parenthood, I guess, differently. So maybe it's just coming from a totally different place. I didn't think about that. Were there any other kind of uh, standout reasons that they mentioned in the article apart from... The financial. Um, there's a lot. There were quite a lot of stories in Red Book and on Babel. Um, and no, that the one, the most, the most prominent reason they felt guilt though was not missing out on moments. It was yeah. the money thing, which I think is so interesting because nowadays, I mean, I read an article a few years ago um, about how women are on the brink because they're doing so much. But I know that like 70% of households now are dual income households or maybe it was 80% because, you know, nowadays there's, there's more expenses. Like when my parents were first married, I mean, they've been together 40 some, 45 years. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) I know. Right. But um, I mean, they had two cars, but only my dad worked and my mom stayed home with the kids, but we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have, you know, expensive dance programs. Like we played one sport and it it was through the school. Like there wasn't dance and uh, STEM classes and, you know, all these art programs, you know, we weren't paying like it was less, I feel like it was less expensive to raise kids. Yeah. Because we weren't doing as much. So I just think it's interesting that men are feeling the, still the financial responsibility, even though women are working, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's one of the things my husband talks about. Like he feels a lot of pressure because we have two girls that he has to save money for weddings. Yeah. He actually jokes all the time. I hope one of them turns out to be gay or a nun. <laughs> so we only have to pay for one wedding. <laughs> but um, but now, I mean, but you would still have to pay for a wedding. Cause yeah. It's now, and what about you know, college? It's, it's oh legal. So yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, he's, he feels the financial responsibility. All right, I want to get back to things we feel guilty for. I have a couple more, but do you have any things no, no. you felt go, guilty go. for? No, no, go. Tell me. Tell me. 
Um, Another thing I feel guilty about talking about husbands is not having enough time for my husband. (laughs) I do. I feel guilty. Like we work at night. You work at night too, I'm sure, right? Or no? Do you stop working when your husband gets home? Well, you know, we do Facebook lives in the evening, but luckily we get to do them together. So, you know, (laughs) so that's quite nice. But um, yeah, I do work sometimes in the evenings. Uh, I do. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel... I feel for me like it's mom guilt. I don't carry a lot of guilt outside of motherhood. Does that make sense? Like I don't, I don't normally. Um, uh, but I can understand where you're coming from. So you'll work in the evenings. Is that what you're saying? You're working in the evenings. and Bob- Well, yeah. So I feel selfish. This is another yeah. silly mom guilt thing. I feel selfish because I want to be home with the kids that he's busting his butt, right? Working a million jobs yeah. to take to take care of us. So I get up in the mornings and work. I work, you know, when my kids are swimming. And then as soon as he gets home, we have dinner together at night. This is only during the summer because he travels during NBA season. And then in the evening after dinner... We clean up the kitchen and he goes and does bath with the kids and watches TV or takes them on a walk and I work and right. then I say goodnight to the kids. But so even last night, I really needed to get work done, but I felt guilty that I hadn't had a any, like every night this week, well, we had a sick daughter. Our daughter yeah. got really sick on the cruise. So it's been a rough week. So instead of working, I felt guilty. So I went and watched an episode of House of Cards <laughs> with him and, you know, gave, you know, cause it's like there's that guilt. I'm giving all my time to the kids, yeah. but I don't want to, I want to give time to my husband too. And I think a lot of moms feel that though, yeah. because once you, when you have your kid, I mean, when you're married, you love your husband more than anything. I mean, it's that passionate love and yeah. you're, you know, you're just married. But then when you have kids, I mean, nothing is like the love for your child, mm-hmm. right? Um, So you love your kids because they grew in you and it's a different kind of love. Yeah. So I feel like my husband, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you didn't experience that, but I felt like my husband got less of me once I had kids and I felt, I still do. I still feel guilty about that. No, I totally get that. I, I, I can completely understand and I do relate and I feel like you're right. When you are married, you're just the two of you and then the kids come along and something in that relationship totally changes. But I don't experience guilt in that, in that place. Although I do understand why many women do. And I actually feel like, you know, you asked earlier on if it was something we put pressure on us or society, I actually feel that society does have a big hand to play in there because I feel like there is this kind of like ideal woman idea, you know, who is a brilliant career woman slash she bakes and she cooks homemade food and her kids are, you know, (laughs) brilliantly playing the violin, whatever. And she also has passionate sex with her husband at least three times a week, you know, and she's really, exactly. And she's, she's really (laughs) interested in what he has to say, you know, and that kind of like woman. And I do feel that even though this is 2017 and a lot of people will probably argue what I have to say and say, oh no, we're not in the fifties anymore, la la, uh, 1950s. But no, I disagree with that. I feel like there is still that kind of idea. It's just maybe less, uh, I don't know, it's somewhere there in the back of people's minds. And I think, and the reason I say this is because I do find sometimes stuff that people say to women right? Shows me that we're still there. Like, do you know what I mean? All these like little kind of like remarks that people say to women and you go, ah, so it's my job to just do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, who's with the kids? 
my husband, their father. It's not like I've abandoned my children. They are in the woods walking around aimlessly. You know that when you're like, when you're out, like, you know, out shopping or doing something fun and then you bump into a friend and she goes, hi, oh, where are the kids? You know, you, do you know those comments? And you're like, oh, should I feel really bad yeah. oh, that I my ha- kids are not in my I pocket? Have- you know, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> but does that make sense? No, I know. Yes. And people say things to me all the time, like, the number one thing people used to say to me, because I breastfed until like, I don't know, 17, 18 months. And I used to get, after a year, I would get, you're still breastfeeding? Because I breastfed in public. Okay. I would use a cover, but I breastfed in public and I would get that all the time. Um, And I, okay, please, if you're listening, do not unfollow us for the thing I'm about to say. Oh, please I let my kids cry it out. Okay. Ooh. My babies cried and they are fine. And people would say to me, you let your kids cry it out. I could never do that. And I would get so mad because they were making me feel so bad and making me feel so guilty because I let my kids cry it out. But you know what people at five months and three months respectively, I was, my kids were sleeping 12 hours. <laughs> so there. <laughs> I know. So, uh, crying out is like always. A, to you? It's always like a, such a touchy, um, touchy topic. But the thing is, like you know, people live in different scenarios, and you know, for example, when we had the twins, we had help, right? I felt guilty for having help. I wrote a whole article. I swear, I wrote a whole article about why I'm not sorry for having a nanny, and I remember how scared I was to come out and say that because I was scared I'd be judged you know, and people would go, oh, well, you're not a real mom, you know, because you didn't look after kids. And I tell you something, Kristen, a lot of uh, women love the article and really related and sort of said, thank you for saying that. You know what? I had help and la la la. And I'm glad like somebody's out there saying, you know what? It's okay to have help if you need it. Um, But there were a lot of women who, a lot of parents who came out and sort of said those type of things, you know, you're not a real mom if you're not there, blah, blah, blah. And it does, there's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure. Um, other things that people say, like I said, with the C-sections, you know, um, I, there was, I remember, uh, after I, I had my C-section with my first, I met up with some friends. Uh, they weren't very close friends, but you know, a bunch of women who have like ladies that I knew that had all just kind of like just given birth. And I remember we were talking about that experience and I said, you know, wow, it was such a a big moment when they kind of lift, when they, when they showed me her, because, you know, you have that sheet with a C-section, so you don't, you know, and, and they kind of lift the baby up and they show you. And I was like, I saw her face and, oh, my God, she looked like E.T. <laughs> I'll never forget that face, you know. It was such an emotional moment. And, and then they were all like listening, yeah. And then somebody said, yeah, imagine if you actually had to push her out. Wow, what an experience. <gasps> yeah. Just that sentence, you know? And the thing is, I don't even think she meant it in a bad way. Like, I don't think she was trying to, like, put me down. But it was, you know, and, and you just sit there and you go, wow, I'm such a failure. Like, I, I didn't even push my baby out. Like, I'm crap. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. That's awful. I don't know what you mean because I didn't I um, have C-sections. I did both vaginal births, but it wasn't by choice. If I could have chosen, I would have not done that. But you know, one thing people always say to me, because I used to have really good eaters and then my kids lately, I've just, I have sucked. I'll be honest. I haven't been introducing really super healthy things this summer. People say to me when we're out to dinner, I have a couple friends that 
uh, might be a little sanctimonious, sanctimonious, <laughs> uh, say to me, oh, my kids always eat what I give them. Maybe you just need to introduce things other than chicken nuggets. <laughs> like, really? Other than chicken nuggets. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yes, thank you for the, the, the side dish of mom guilt there, friend. I know that my kids eat nuggets, quesadillas, pizza, and other kid food. I do put fish on their plate. I do try. I give them Brussels sprouts. They, they pretend like they they're gagging. They throw it at me. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel guilty when I see my friends eating like lentils. Their kids are eating lentil soup and my kids, you know. Wow. They don't, you know, I mean, you feel guilty. Okay. I just actually, we were, as we were talking, cause I know we need to get to another segment, but as we were talking, I thought, um, and you talked about feeling guilty about having the nanny. I thought of one more thing. Um, I have felt guilty about, and I actually wrote an article about it called, um, double the kids quadruple the mom guilt. So that was the title of my piece. And I'm sure you felt this too. I know you're going to say, oh, I feel the same way. So when I had my first baby, I was alone with her, right? So you spend loads of time and you're teaching them the ABCs and their shapes and their colors. <laughs> and you're so into like their education and making sure you're doing everything right. And then you have the second baby. And by the time they start playing together, you realize, oh, this is lovely. I don't have to do anything. She's learning from her sister. And I, in this article, I realized I hadn't taught my daughter anything like uh, I don't know. And I felt so guilty about it. And I still do. I feel guilty that I don't give my second child as much time as the first. And I know you have twins. So did you feel the same? Obviously, no, because for now you sure. have to split your time with three. For sure. For sure. I mean, first kid, you know, you take them to all the swimming with baby classes, you know, kind of like sensory classes and all music, whatever with, you know, running with beers somewhere. I don't know. But like with the second and third child, you just sit at home, do nothing. Right? Just stare at the wall, give them right? a shoebox. Here you go. Um, and, you know, <laughs> but it's true. You do nothing with your second child, you know, and then you sit there and you go, what a horrible mother but um but they're all fine you know like they're all fine I have to say um with regards to mom guilt and I really wanted to bring this up there I think like you have some things happen in you and has changed and I feel like with me as well um I now I'm able to look in the mirror and say do you know what I'm actually a decent mom like I'm not I'm not a I'm not a perfect mom because that does not exist. Uh, I make a ton of mistakes, but do you know what? I'm a decent mom. I adore my children more than life itself, and I really do try to make the best choices I can for them. You know, but sometimes I do put myself first because I also think that is important, and I have much less mom guilt about that. I really do because I, like you said, I feel like happy mom is happy kids. And if that means sometimes mom doesn't want to do arts and crafts or I have to kind of like take some time for myself or, you know, or not, you know, not, I, can I just tell you one funny story? I think that was the beginning of where things started to change. I mean, things were changing the whole time, but one, um, one little yeah, story. Yeah. I, I was having like a day, you know, one of those days and it was swimming day. I had to take them swimming, which is always my nightmare, right? I hate taking them swimming. It's such a nightmare. Right? Why? Because it's three of them and it's the showers and everyone, everybody has to pee in the middle of the class and it's always like a nightmare, right? So it's like a, it's one of those <laughs> stressful days. And I used to rush from work to pick them up from two different places, then rush to swim class, right? And do the whole swim class. La la la. So always a, a nightmare day. Um, so I just couldn't be asked. 
there was just one day that I couldn't be asked. And I just was like, there was no reason. There was no excuse. I just could not be asked. And I remember standing there waiting for them to come out from school. And I was on the phone with a friend. And I said, you know what? I really don't want to take them swimming today. And she went, okay, so don't take them. And I said, no, but I feel really guilty. You know, like I have to take them. It's swimming. It's life and death. It's a life skill. (laughs) I actually said it's a life skill. And she went, okay, I get it. But like, are you going on a cruise tomorrow? Like, where is this life skill going to happen tomorrow? Like, is it going to be the end of the world if they lose one class? Like, you're living in London. It's raining. You're not going to any, like, there's no, (laughs) you know. And then it kind of hit me. And I just started laughing. I started laughing at myself. You know what I mean? Of, like, how I was beating myself up. We did not go to swimming that day, by the way. We went home. We we put on a movie. Uh, We were snuggling and cuddling the whole afternoon. And actually, I have to say, it was a really, really lovely day. And that was a really significant moment for me, you know? It's, sometimes it's the little things. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not like even a big moment. For me, that was a really meaningful moment like a, that changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, and what I loved what you said about that when you first started talking was that you realized that you had to put yourself first sometimes. And what I've, I've realized is I have to put myself first a lot or most of the time. So I'm feeling good. Um, even when it's like dinner time, you know, I'll get the kids a drink and I used to get them their drinks and I would sit down and have nothing. And yeah. now I do them all at once. You know, I, they don't, they don't get served first anymore because I'm just as important, yeah. you know, and my nutrition is just as important. But my, um, my moment, it took me five years. I don't know how old your kids were when you had that moment about swimming, but um, my daughter was graduating from kindergarten and I had gotten a great job offer. I was going to be the national spokesperson for Gatorade and they were flying me to do this amazing shoot and it was like a huge crew and it was really good money. And I was really excited about transitioning from television to doing spokesperson work. And I was going to miss her graduation. And I was feeling so guilty. And then I was like, this isn't high school graduation. This is just a ceremony put on for parents so they can dress up their kids, take a picture, giving their kids flowers to put on social media. And I actually didn't feel guilty at all. And I wrote a piece about it called like why I ditched the guilt at my daughter's graduation or whatever it was called. But um, it was that day that I was like, you know what? it's okay to have a career and it's okay to have something I'm excited about. And, and I put myself first and that was like the precipice for me always now trying to put, you know, our needs and make them just as important as the kids. But I, I think everyone needs to have that moment, you yeah. know, where they, and I think everyone does have that moment, but I think it's a growth, you know, in regards to mom guilt, I think it's a growth that all women have to go through. Yeah. It's something they have to experience and then they have to find the, the right time. I mean, we're sitting here talking yeah. about it and saying, Hey moms, Hey women don't feel guilty, but everyone has to go yeah. through it and find what works for them. I and agree. They'll get over it eventually. I right? totally agree. Totally agree. So do well, you want to yes. have a bit of a giggle now? Cause we're going to do a not so news. This is one of my favorite segments where Tova and I find interesting stories from around the web that probably shouldn't be newsworthy, <laughs> but we're bringing them to you anyway. Do you want me to start or do yeah, you want to start? Yeah, I'm curious to hear it. Yeah. So I'm getting really tired of, um, stories where people are putting things in their vagina. <laughs> I feel like at this point that, you know, they're just making up things just to make headlines. But oh, then the latest vaginal craze is please do not put glitter in your vagina the latest weird vagina trend is glitter. That's right. Apparently people are sticking little pills full of <laughs> glitter 
into their vaginas. I know, it's ridiculous. Passion Dust is a sparkleized capsule that is inserted into the vaginal at le- vagina at least one hour prior to having intercourse. Um, the website always says it is not a liquid and does not induce or create any physical sensations. So what is the point then? If it doesn't enhance the experience, like why? I, 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 was, I was actually thinking about this today and I was like, if I was 25 years old, is this something I would want to do? Because I'm thinking about this from a cynical perspective. So what? But is- I don't think I would ever want to do it. Would you? No, obviously, but like, I don't, okay, you know how I like to get technical, but like I have to get technical yeah. now. I, I, again, trying to understand what the point of this is, is it done for, this is done for the benefit of somebody else, right? Like somebody looking at your vagina. It, there, there, it, it actually right? lists the purpose in this article. It says its only purpose is to add a sparkle and flavor to your natural <laughs> fluids to make the experience of lovemaking that much more fun you and see? enjoyable oh, for your partner. So I guess so there's a flavor. It's, oh. it's some sort so wait, of gelatin flavored based. sparkle. <laughs> this, is just, this is just becoming too bizarre. So oh, funny. do you want me to read more? I'm oh, almost go, embarrassed. Do, I'm blushing do. reading I really this. Do. I'm embarrassed blushing <laughs> reading this. Oh my God. Gosh, I hope me. people that I work with aren't listening to this right now. Um, it does not come in different flavors. There's only one flavor, but the flavor is sweet like candy, but not overly sweet. Just enough to make your lover feel <laughs> that your Yara, oh. which is water lady, oh. is what all vaginas are supposed to look, feel, and taste like. Soft, sweet, and magical. Oh, my God. But what's going to be next? I think next? I'm going to throw up in my mouth yeah, right now. I'm just wondering what's going to be next. Like, I don't know, chocolate chip or kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like, what's going to be next? Maybe, I don't know, uh, coconut shavings. <laughs> like, what's going to happen there? It's just... I don't know. Like, I just feel like people are making yeah. up this stuff just to make headlines. And it's kind of getting ridiculous. And I feel like we shouldn't even be sharing it. No, I like it. Because we don't want to give like them power. It. But then I shared it. Yeah. So they like do go it. on to give you a list of things that you should put in your vag. I'm not going to read that list <laughs> because I've already gotten way too personal and way... But... Uh, love it um news flash i will not be partaking yes. in the passion dust. just in and case yes, i'm an old fuddy duddy just in case yes. anybody was wondering. um <laughs> all right so yeah have- my article is just as ridiculous <laughs> to admit and apparently there is a new trend um of are you ready for this right of dyeing your armpit hair so people are dyeing the hairs in their armpit, but not just dyeing it, but doing unicorn colors. Um, and not just one color at a time, but basically, you know, like an array of colors. So like a rainbow. Like a rainbow? Like a rainbow armpit, right? And apparently some celebrities are doing it as well. Like Miley, Miley Cyrus is, 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 is a unicorn armpit lady. She's got pictures on her Instagram. So in order to, to partake in this trend, one would actually have to have armpit hair. Yeah. Which I have to say, like, I, 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 you see, I'm kind of like in two minds about this one. Cause I don't mind the fact I like the fact actually that we're growing our armpits here. Like I have to admit that you do. Yeah. Like I, I, do, I, do, I shave my armpits, but my point is like, if you want to have hair in your armpit, I say, go girl. Like it's good. Like I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't offend me. doesn't bother me. I'm like with you. Um, it doesn't offend me, but I have to say like, if I saw someone in a tank top and they lifted their arms and they had like rainbow color um, <laughs> armpit hair, I might gasp loudly in the supermarket. Like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> 
so then I'm thinking like maybe it's gonna it's like that one step towards kind of making that acceptable because you know men have hair in their armpits and they don't shave it off and you know I'm not uh, you know I, I I'm gonna get real feminist here but like I'm just saying if you want to have hair in your armpit and I think you sh- you could and you should and there's no problem with it so my question is maybe right. by dyeing it right it's making it kind of like socially a bit more acceptable and that's another step towards just then having it if we want to you know which I think we should be able to you know what I mean yeah I mean if you're gonna have armpit hair I don't think you need to dye it I mean I it just have it be who you want to be do what you want to do you know but maybe they want to be a unicorn so you know a hairy unicorn yeah I don't know I mean it's oh there's a picture Tony's showing me a picture we will have to post pictures of this on our Facebook page cold coffee show yeah um, I'm on the fence on this trend. I'm on the fence on a lot of these trends, like the whole, uh, you know, there were those eyebrow trends and there's just, I feel like a lot of the news media, I feel like these glamour magazines and things are just making, making things up at this point. Like, you know, this is probably a massive coup by Clairol to push their, are, they're probably starting a line of armpit hair dye and that this is what they're creating you know, a social media buzz to sell their products. And I know I sound really cynical, but I just feel like everything is just um, a push by companies now. But yeah, all these trends, I, I'm, I'm a fuddy-duddy. I'm like over it now. I'm just like really to tempted sweep- to take the little pony um, dolls that my daughters have and like cut their tails off and just stick them in my armpit and post a picture of myself on social media. That would be awesome. <laughs> so do you that. You totally have to do that. I'm so tempted. I'm so, so tempted. Do it. Yeah. But then your kids are going to be mortified know, to find their dolls the without pony, tails. Yeah. I might just stick the little ponies to my arm <laughs> like your Beyonce uh, side by side uh, that's so funny yeah I feel like um on our Facebook page this week this is a really great discussion and I have one more comment I want to make about mom guilt but I feel like on our Facebook page we need to ask questions so if you're listening to the show if you're still with us and haven't gotten grossed out by vaginal glitter and um dyed armpit hair um I would love to hear from people what Others have said to them that has made them feel guilty. Yeah. Like Tova and I, you know, gave our list. I would love to hear things people have said, like the most absurd, like where you just rolled your eyes and said, I can't believe someone would try to make me feel guilty. So maybe I'll put that up on our Facebook page. Yes. Um, when this show airs, that would be great. It will. Um, and I also want to just say about mom guilt that I know Tova said you have some friends that don't feel it. And if you don't have it, like I want to hear from you too, because I feel like we all need to have that friend that doesn't have mom guilt. And I feel like we all need to talk to her and empower her and tell her to use her voice and explain to us why you don't, because I find that so refreshing and so fascinating. And I, I feel like we need to have more people speaking out about why they don't feel guilt, yeah. don't you? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I agree. And people can definitely message us on, on the page and, and let us know. And we're here to listen. I had such a great time today, Kristen. I really missed you. Yeah, I did too. I, really, I don't really want, did. I missed you too. And I don't <laughs> want the show to end. I like, I, I mean, I know it's been almost an hour, but I want to keep talking. And I think this is a great topic. So great. Kudos to you for coming up with this topic. And uh, we will post a lot of the articles. I'll post, uh, you know, the dad article on dad guilt on our Facebook page. So please, if you haven't followed Follow us. Follow us at on Facebook at Cold Coffee Show. You can also find Tova on her amazing Facebook page. Um, it's called Tova Lee. My thoughts about stuff. And you can find me on Facebook at Kristen Hewitt TV. Cool. So uh, just wishing everybody a great week or weekend, actually. And we can't wait to yep. speak to you again next week. Right. 
All right. Thanks so much. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. We want to, uh, we want to meet all of you and we hope everyone is enjoying cold coffee as much as we're enjoying bringing it to you. All right, Tova, have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye.